Tuesdays, we get local. Starting at 730, it's our local news podcast, Down Ballot. And then we swing over to local love starting at 9 p.m. Tune in early to see what's going on during the day, then stay locked in to find out what's happening in local music and whose bands are hitting the venues for the week. It's a whole night of news and music right in San Jose's backyard, starting at 7.30 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Check out our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com. The internet is a big dumpster. Tuesday night, 9 p.m., a little bit after, but who's counting? And you are on echoplexmedia.com, or you might be on Twitch, but welcome to Local Love. We do this show live every Tuesday night and available 24 hours a day in podcast form. Uh, my name is Chip DeVille. 
and I'm joined by producer Dave. How you doing, producer? Um, good, busy, crazy. <laughs> um, I don't know. Glad to be here. Glad to not be hosting the show. Hey, right on. And then we've got Eligio Tapia from Kerpuzzle. How you doing, man? Hey, man. I'm doing great. Right Pleasure on. to be, be here. Dude, so Dave was saying right before, what, say it again, what you said in the kitchen earlier. What? Oh, that we've been playing this guy's music for like five years now. <laughs> Maybe more than that. It was one of the first bands we got. One of the, I Definitely think so. some of the first metal we got was from Kerpuzzle. Yeah. And, uh, and we finally get a chance to get you here in the studio. Awesome, so. man. Well, great to hear that the music's been getting played and uh, good to be here. And hopefully we'll have some nice chats show you guys some new music as well oh yeah, yeah. You know what's really interesting is this show kind of like broadened my perspective i'd always had friends that were metal bands and stuff but before i started doing this show i never really got into metal and now i like have favorite metal bands dude right <laughs> <laughs> so i come from cool. like i come from like um like i've got like a rock background too but i'm like a total like hip-hop head this show has definitely broadened my horizons a whole lot um the whole the whole concept of this show is uh is exactly what you're hearing local musicians from pretty much the greater bay area uh everything that you hear on this show has been submitted by the artist that's how we don't get sued um it's also <laughs> great because uh it's it's just awesome to see like how much really good quality shit is coming from right in our own backyard um but it's mostly how we don't get sued yeah, it's mostly how we don't get sued. Uh, but then we also have a 24-hour stream of music. So if you like any of the bands that you hear on this show, on this podcast, go to echoplexmedia.com slash radio. We have our 24-hour stream of music. You can browse through the library, and you can even request songs if you like. Or if you find a band that you like, do a little more digging. You're already on the internet. Just you know, go that little extra. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, Crepuscle. How long you guys been a band, man? Well, in its current form, as Crepuscle, probably about 10 or 11 years. Holy shit. Yeah, so we've been around for a while. The first version of the band, um, I started in high school in 2006, I think. So, okay. Um, depending on when you consider the true beginning, at least 10 years. Okay. Yeah. Well, damn. And then you guys just had uh, this new album that, that came out? Uh... Yeah, we still consider it the new album. <laughs> Technically, it was released in 2019, but because we didn't really get a chance to properly promote it due to obvious circumstances yeah. um it we'll still call it the new album for now i like that yeah. that's cool well i, I also liked uh, when i was when i was uh, promoting the show online i could look your guys's band up on the little instagram music thing and like actually use one of your songs that was pretty cool well i'm gonna go ahead and uh get everybody introduced to the band by playing this song this is in the wings of glory anything you want to say about the song before we hit play uh this is a fast song Fun song, a little bit of folk metal, uh, triumphant feeling. So, yeah, enjoy. Rock and roll. Let's hit it. This is In the Wings of Glory by Kerpussel. If you want, you can give the show a call, 415-903-PLEX. <laughs>
Holy shit. I feel like I just did like an entire workout like listening to that song. That was awesome. Yeah, chat was talking about the bass being uh, the bass drum being on 16th and if you all get a double bass going there, right? That isn't just somebody's foot going <laughs> So so be real, like how in shape is your drummer? Uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty good shape. <laughs> Man, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen like a portly like metal drummer to be honest. Like like Oh, I think find one. Too much cardio. You'd probably you'd probably underestimate that motherfucker too. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So Band, you're looking at around 11 years strong, uh, who were like the found. I'm assuming you're the founding member. You are the vocalist and guitarist. Uh, like, who else has maybe been like had the longest tenure with the band? Uh, that is correct. Basically, the current version of Crepuscle has been there since we became Crepuscle. All right. Whoa. Holy crap! Most people, most people, marriages and friendships don't <laughs> last that long. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a long time. Um. The previous version of this band was called Draconian Winter, and gradually, these guys were integrated to that version. Okay. But by the time we became Crepuscle, to now, it's been all the same guys. So what made the uh, name change? Um, since I was the only guy left from the original version, it just seemed more appropriate to start fresh okay. with a new band name. Cool. And also, the previous band name was a bit of a mouthful, so something a little shorter. Right on. Um, fresh start. Yeah. I like that. So, and then you guys got five members all together. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, where, where was, like, where'd you guys kind of get your start? Like you said, you started kind of all joined up in like high school. Like where was like your first show? First show was, uh, as Draconian Winter was, uh, we played in Redwood City at, um, uh, what was it? It was, it was like, it was, the, the city used to actually throw shows for younger bands, which was really great. I feel like a few cities did that. Yeah. It's kind of sad that a lot of them don't anymore, you know? Yeah, I Even haven't heard of that. before the pandemic, it's, it's kind of all kind of dwindled. Yeah, yeah, it was great. That gave us all, all us youngsters a place to, a safe place to play. Yeah. Um, and zero, there was no consideration about them losing, they didn't care that they were losing money or anything like that. They just yeah. had a space for us. So that the first shows we were playing were at a place like that. Um, but then as time went on, we... Thankfully, we got it. We're able to play like uh, DNA Lounge, Battle of the Bands nice. type of deals, and um, yeah. Once we became Crepuscle, our first show as Crepuscle was actually a backyard show in East San Jose, I think, in 2011 or something. Is it like, like a? Is it like a house down from a liquor store, and they got a big, dirty backyard? It was a dirt backyard. I uh, think I know exactly which house on the east side. Every house is down the street from a liquor store <laughs> in the city, my friend. <laughs> That's true. I only went there once, so I I don't remember the geographical area too well, but that was the first show that we played. That's awesome. It was a lot of fun. So I got to say, man, you guys' website and like how you guys promote yourself, market yourself is on point. Uh, I appreciate that, man, because that's all me. Yeah. I put a lot of work into that, dude. The, I know the feels. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, it's it's down to the nitty gritty, like even down to the equipment that each member uses. Which I was like, I was I was doing like my homework on you guys and everything, and I'm like, that's fucking smart. Like you know, because you never know where you might be able to get in a sponsorship or. Speaking of which, didn't didn't some of you didn't some of y'all land little sponsorships or like a, affiliations with? Uh, I don't I don't remember what I was reading. I. I did my homework, but I fucking mm -hmm. forgot it all because <laughs> I'm like thinking about who's the DA of San Francisco right now. My brain hasn't fucking flipped over yet. But uh, yeah, didn't you get didn't some of you get some sponsorships or affiliations with uh, groups that are involved in metal music somehow? Yes, that is correct. Um, yesterday, 
um, Angle. It's a, a amp company based out of Germany. They announced that I'm now part of the the Angle family as an endorse an endorsee. So that's awesome. Yeah, man. It's it's news that I've been kind of keeping on the download for a couple months now. Uh-huh. Um, they were waiting to kind of get through um, NAM, which is a music convention in Hell Anaheim. Yeah. Um, so they were waiting to get through that and then now they made the announcement and now I was able to make the announcement too and I've been getting a lot of support from so many friends. Dude, that's awesome, so, man. man. Yeah, it feels, feels really good. Um, and our other guitarist, Cameron, has also been endorsed by them for a while. So nice. now I joined as well and uh, we also both are endorsed by ESP Guitars. Oh, sweet. So we have, uh, you know, the top tier um, uh, instruments at our disposal. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Man, that's really cool. Do you have to like give them a shout out when you're on stage or anything, or is it just you're rocking the gear? Yeah, no, nothing. There's no requirements like that, but um, yeah, definitely rocking the gear. That's cool. Um, and then I like to put out guitar videos here and there, so definitely make sure that it is known that we're using mm-hmm. their their equipment. Yeah. Well, if you guys want to check out the website, it's c r e p u s c l e official dot com. official. If you misspell it, Google will probably just be like, you probably meant this. Um, but yeah, what would be the next song that you maybe want everybody to hear? Well, there was some talk about wanting something maybe a little slower uh-huh. uh, here from from the chat. I noticed something uh, not too fast. So uh, we have a song called Resignation on Heavenly Skies, which is a much slower track. And All right. uh, yeah, let's see. Let's I like see that. What see what you think, yeah. chat room. All right. Yeah. Don't get your, don't, don't get all booty tickled. This is Resignation by Kerpuzzle. And uh, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Share the stream. Nothing left to live for 
Resignation by Crepuscle. And we've got Alikio here, who is the lead guitarist and vocalist on said band. Hey, let's do let's do a let's do a shout out to uh, the other members of your band. You want to tell us who else is in your band and kind of what they do? Yeah, so we have uh, fellow guitarist Cameron Stuckey. Um, known him since high school, and uh, keyboard player Aaron Robish. Um, so most of these guys I've known since high school. Um, uh, Gavin Devon on bass and. JB Schuler on drums. Uh, he's actually a Campbell guy. So, right uh, cool. Yeah, he's well, I'll be—I'll no longer be his neighbor pretty soon. Oh. But. <laughs> yeah, we wish back will. in the day we used to have like five mics in here. We would have been able to invite the whole band, but uh, th- these days it's uh, it's not like that because this room's real small and like do- doing video means that like we can't, if we put people over here, like they'll just be seeing like a bunch of crap over here and stuff. <laughs> but when we move to the new spot, we'll be able to like have whole bands in again. And the other great thing is in the new spot that we're going to have, if, uh, for example, Chip has to get up and walk away to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. he'd be able to go around that way behind all the cameras versus like cramming in behind the two of us. So, so yeah, we're getting a new studio soon. It's going to be a lot of fun. Speaking of which, if you're listening to this on the pod, give us money. You can go to streamlabs.com slash echoplex, donate there, or you can just go to the support page on our website, echoplexmedia.com, buy some swag, join our Patreon, give us money on PayPal. Um, I guess you could send us money on Venmo, but I'd have to figure out how to log back into Venmo. Um, there's just so many ways to give us money, uh, but our shirts are the business. What's up, Meat Cakes? That's uh, Meat Cakes is uh, Aaron, the uh, former bassist of uh, Sweet High, actually. Yeah. We had him on a couple weeks ago to, uh, celebra- to celebrate his time with Sweet High. Oh, yeah. Got to catch them a few times live. Yeah. Back they, in like 2015 or 16. Yeah, they put on a hell of a show. Yeah. Well, uh, damn, man. So you've got a show coming up in Oakland. Uh, where's that? Where's that going to be? So we're going to be playing at the Elbow Room. Um, we are opening uh, this tour that's stopping by. Other bands are Grave Shadow and Ventercy. Um And our keyboardist is actually in one of the touring bands, Grave Shadow. So he's, oh, sweet. He's pulling double duty that night uh, with keyboard with us and then guitar later with Grave Shadow. But he was really excited to do that. So. That's cool. He's up for the challenge. How is how do you guys usually like put shows together? Is it usually like you network with other bands, or does the venue usually kind of set that up for you? Like, what's what's your guys' general way of going about it? Uh, that's a great question. Um, a little bit of both. Some gigs we put together and choose the bands that we want to play with. Other gigs, we'll get con like this one. We got we were contacted by the promoter for that show. Mm-hmm. Asked if we wanted to play. I imagine maybe our name was passed along by. Um, the, the touring bands, but um, yeah, it's a little bit of both, and we'll see if schedules align with everybody, and then kind of go from there. That's really cool. So, real quick, uh, thanks for following us, Dickington Tango Wood. Um, Dickington, that's Dickington <laughs> Tango Wood. Thank you for following this channel. We <laughs> I love that guy. Do something else, but if you like the music here, make sure you're here. Oh, he'll every, send in some music. If if you like the music here, make sure you're here every Tuesday night, and we also play uh, music during our other shows. So make sure you're uh, make sure you're checking us out. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Uh let's see. So as far as like like traveling shows and stuff like that, like where's maybe one of your favorite spots you got to travel to and perform? The furthest we've played um is Texas. Oh, we cool. did a tour in Texas with this band that's no longer around, but they were called Light This City. And um I really liked playing uh in Texas. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, cool venues, cool people. Um, but yeah, hopefully I'll have more to consider and maybe next time I'll say Helsinki, Finland, because I would love to play in 
in Europe. Oh, that'd be really I think bad. I saw a picture on your uh, Facebook or your Instagram of somebody. Was it in, in Finland that they were rocking a, a Crepuscle shirt at, a, at an event? It was, I know it was somewhere oh. in Europe. Yeah, it was uh, Sweden. 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 Sweden Rock Fest. Um, our friend went, well, she's, she's in Sweden and she uh, was representing Crepuscle and it felt really cool to see that. That's so really cool. Hopefully someday we'll be there <laughs> as performers. It would be a lot of fun. Well, fuck yeah. Did you have any uh, band projects or anything like that uh, that you were doing before this band came about, or were you always just kind of rocking out with the guitar? Or what's your uh, what's your musical history? Um, nothing serious before this band. Uh, certainly a little bit of jamming with some friends here and there, but this was kind of my main uh, focus ever since I started. Uh, there's been a couple uh, side projects that I joined briefly, but ultimately just crepuscle is just uh kind of where i want to stay right on i mean being in one band that you're trying to promote and you guys are doing a really good job on your marketing everything's like super clean doing that and the just the day-to-day of one band is is hard enough even if you're not in that role in the other band if you're just like a player in another band it just takes away your your time from like your main project and i don't know very many people who are able to juggle uh, several projects very well except uh micah he's a drummer of several bands but those bands are all like the same group of homies too so it's like it's not it's a side project but it's all like, it's like taco bell ingredients yeah it's like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's but it's all it's all in the it's all in the fam there but you know and he's not the lead in any of those bands i couldn't imagine being the, like the lead in a band and then just casually being in another band probably takes a little bit away from you doing the lead in your own band and then you can't really give enough of yourself maybe to the other project you know that's- Absolutely. Yeah. I think you nailed it. I this since I'm kind of the main one pushing this band, there's just not a lot of energy or time left for any other project. And uh some of the other guys are in multiple bands. Cameron, the other guitar players in five bands, I think. Holy, yeah. holy shit. Our drummer- that's why that's why you're doing all the web work. <laughs> <Yeah. we're doing. laughs> Our drummer JB, I believe, is in three or four bands. Our keyboarded player is in three bands. So all these guys are in multiple bands, but I just would not be able to do that for sure no way well then what's uh like as far as like uh production and like the songwriting process like do you guys all kind of bring in different elements like do you kind of do it together and figure shit out as you go along or is it more like hey i got this idea see what you guys think you know like how do you guys usually do it that's an excellent question um i am the main composer so i write about 80 percent of the music and i just kind of present completed songs um and then i let them make some contributions here and there and by letting them interpret certain ways Mm -hmm. um, that things should be played. But I'll usually present full songs. Our other guitar player will do the same, uh, present a full song. And then um, if I have some ideas, then we'll just kind of collaborate, send stuff back and forth. Or sometimes we'll compose a song um, on a software called Guitar Pro, Mm -hmm. where if we put it on a Dropbox folder, we're able to see the updates in real time and cool. that's been really fun it's like collaborating in person but at home in your in your own home so it that's a cool way to do it that the technology has enabled us to do did um, you start like utilizing that a lot more during the pandemic or were you guys doing that even beforehand oh we were, we've been doing that for many years um however during the pandemic um i'm the one who just basically wrote a bunch of music and for sure. just sent know, it out to them i know a lot of people that um, got on their own solo projects during the pandemic because maybe their band wasn't um, working together or bands. I also saw bands kind of 
add like new and interesting ways to communicate or uh, per, like um, get with their audience during the pandemic. And it was, uh, it's kind of neat to see, like, it, it wasn't necessarily surprising who did and who didn't, but some of the ways in which people who were, would have come on this show, you know, four years ago and said, I know nothing about technology or whatever the ways in which those, some of those people up their fucking game and like learned a whole new skill set mm-hmm. during the pandemic was incredibly impressive. Definitely. And you bring that, you bring that with you too. Like it's not now that you're playing shows, you know, in person, it doesn't mean that you don't, you're not going to keep doing any, you know, those other things you were doing. Cause those work to reach people outside of your geographic area. You know, if you're doing a stream or if you're just more active online, trying to like engage with the, in your case, the metal community or whatever, you're going to kind of bring that with you out of the pandemic. And that's going to be another tool in your tool belt. And that's uh, one of the only good things about that, this period of time in which uh, things got really fucking crazy in our society. <laughs> they were crazy before, but they got a different kind of crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, let's see. Is there another song that you'd maybe want to uh, show the audience tonight? Yeah, let's play Ethereal Waters. Ethereal Waters. I like the sound of that. Give us a little bit of an intro here. Tell us what we're about to listen to. All right. This is a very, I mean, they're all, there's a lot of melodies in all of them, but this is a very melodic one. The structure is a little wild and has some crazy solos towards the end. So we, we all collectively really like this one and are looking forward to uh, playing it. Um, next Tuesday. Hey, hell yeah, man. All right, Crepuscle Ethereal Waters. Here we go.
Fuck yeah. Ethereal Waters by Kerpuzzle. Man, that was fire. There was the tempo changes. There was the melody. There was that little acoustic section. Holy crap. All right, walk us through that song, man. All right, so it starts off with uh, you know catchy intro melody um, and then just kind of maintains a, a fast tempo for a little while. Um, and yeah, as you noted, we, we have some, some acoustic sections there. We, we love acoustic guitar and this album has a lot of moments like that. Um, and then the, yeah, the structure is not very conventional and we play solos for a long time at the end, probably too long. Some may <laughs> say, but <laughs> we like to play, fuck em. we like to shred. So, you know, <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, dude, that was great. So what is maybe one of your guys' favorite songs to to do live, would you say? Oh, man. I would say definitely, this one's definitely up there. Yeah? Yeah. Pro- probably our favorite. We've only played it twice now. So okay. looking forward to playing it some more at future gigs. What's like a practice usually look like for you guys? Uh, So right now that we're getting ready for this show, we're, we'll play the set a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, if we're not focusing on a show, we're, we're focusing on new music now. So we'll just be rehearsing the new songs uh, okay. a couple times as well. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And then as far as like the audio quality, cause you guys, ever, ever since you first sent us music, like way back, like what's your guys' whole recording process? Do you guys have a place that you actually go to record? Are you like a master of the home studio? Like, like what's your guys' deal? So for the first album, which is uh, the songs you guys have been playing for a while, we recorded all of that at a friend's house. Um, we did real amps, which was fun, but um, I think there's <laughs> technology's gotten better where we don't have to record real amps mm-hmm. in real time. So for this last album, Heavenly Skies, everything we've been playing from from the, is from that. Um, we recorded as much as we could at my house. Okay, I recorded. Uh, di tracks for guitars bass uh, and then we did vocals at cameron's house so in the studio all we did was drums and guitars Uh, sorry acoustic guitars and then um we reamped the di signals using uh a real amp but uh digital cap so a little bit of best of both worlds there and then we we had it mixed by the engineer who did the the drums and Okay. He mixed and mastered it. Man. Yeah, the, the audio quality is just out of this world, man. Yeah, yeah, we generally don't get anything that's poorly recorded, or if we do, somebody's like, ah, oh, this is a little bit of a like a scratch take here. People like they generally know, yeah. It's there's a big DIY scene here in the South Bay. It's probably some of the, the engineering culture here. Like one of the only good things about the engineering <laughs> culture here that rubs off is people do are, you know, comfortable on computers and using computer technology even in a style of music like metal that has generally not been very computery that's very true man so as far as uh like what was uh what was your guys's last show that you did before this upcoming one we played uh at the x bar in cupertino on april 1st and that was our first show back since uh everything started nice. and uh, that's also where we played our last show so it seemed appropriate uh, to play there again well they do a lot of metal there too they do yeah and it was a it was kind of like a showcase for the label that released our album so they uh, they got together uh, their bands and there was one day the day we played was all the metal bands and the next day was a more like hardcore style bands 
Okay. Um, and it was a lot of fun. It was great to be back on stage. Um, what label are you on? So this album was released by Crater Destructor, which is also a Bay Area-based ba- uh, label. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had um, a couple fans flying from Oregon to see us. Which oh, shit. Wild. Amazing. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm going to go. I'm going to fly from Oregon to California to go watch somebody play in the side room at a bowling alley. <laughs> that, that's some hardcore shit, though. And that's, that's pretty metal. That's, that's very much either metal or punk rock is where your fans are going to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was in- incredible. And uh, we, we ended up playing pretty late in the evening. Um, I think we went on at around midnight. But these guys had the biggest smiles on their face faces, and they were like pretty much front row the entire show, just kind of waiting for us to come on. So that's fucking it was awesome. amazing, and we played as best as we could for everybody, of course. But yeah, especially these guys that came in from afar. Was the uh, is the video that's up on your guys' website? Is that filmed at X Bar, or where was that filmed at? Yeah, uh, that was from uh, our CD release show back in 2019 All at right. the X Bar. Um, yeah, that was a great show probably one one of our best right on. We, you, oh my god i just broke the cardinal rule and my phone was not on silent i suck at life um well that happened sorry uh so also at the x bar since that was like your do you guys have any other uh videos or anything like that like any music videos that you guys have made for songs or or anything like that you've got in the works no, no official promo videos. Um, we had some plans to maybe try to make one. Certainly, during the height <clears throat> height of the lockdown stuff, we had the idea of kind of doing what everyone was doing. You know, kind of a super DIY, uh, COVID style video. Um, that didn't it didn't end up panning out. And then we wanted to do something a little more serious, but that didn't work out either. Um, and now we're getting close to the three year mark from when we released the album. So. <laughs> We're not. I'm not really sure if we're gonna get around to that, but certainly something like guitar videos. I love putting together. Yeah. As a guitarist, I love watching guitar playthroughs. So, I think there's gonna be probably a few more in our future, and then maybe from our upcoming show and any other shows we play, we'll get some live footage and kind of put together another live, live clip. That sounds cool, man. Uh, as far as like, uh, what would you say as far? Because I mean, being together over a decade. Uh, that's that's huge for any band, really. Um, but as far as like, do you maybe have any tracks from when you guys first started that you're either like still love that one, or maybe you're like, oh god, I, I, I don't like hearing that one. You know, like like what? As far as just as an artist, because every artist so is their own worst critic. Our, our interviewer here is like, which of which of your songs sucks? <laughs> yeah. No, not, not exactly. And that's not what I'm. Just, no, I just I, I understand that like feeling of like being like critical or sure. like hearing something that you you made like you know a long time ago and then you're just like ugh, i can like totally tell where my influence came from on that on that track you know yeah that's a that's a great question and i would say um on our first album draconian winter i'm very proud of that album especially for how good it sounds and how young we were and mm-hmm. how limited our resources were <laughs> um but yeah you're there's a at least one song it's called gallows hill i don't like that song anymore oh wow um and coming up next we've got gallows <laughs> hey no i'm just kidding um you know if i uh i don't have any plans of ever playing that live again yeah. um so yeah that's definitely one the other tracks i think uh, they still have their charm mm-hmm. and there's moments of course that i'll i'll listen to i'll still listen to the album and i can point out the moments where i do kind of cringe 
yeah. or my other my vibrato was shit or you know <laughs> something a take that should have been redone was not but you know they, they, it's part of our history now and uh it shows our progression as well That's where, cool. where we started and how far we've come yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I'm live six nights a week here, and sometimes I'll go back and listen to something or whatever, and I'll be like, uh-oh, what was I doing? Mm-hmm. Why was I, why was I even talking about that? Yeah, you, you, we, we all do that to ourselves. We have to. Actually, it's the only way we, any of us are going to get better at anything we do, so. Yeah, it's good to be kind of critical and have these moments of reflection, um, and also appreciate the growth, because I'll listen to something that I did before, and like, wow, I'm. I could have done that way better today. So yeah, yeah, come a long way. Any any of the old stuff you've never recorded that you've been thinking about putting down? Uh no, everything has pretty much been coming out. Um, now we do have a lot, a huge backlog of material. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of which was written in like 2013, 20 uh, to to now even. Wow, and it's all going to be released in in due time. So we we don't like to write what we would consider a bad song you know if we write a full song it's pretty much going to be used uh, when the time is right man well uh as far as like uh like what is is like metal your main uh like your main influence or like what other uh what other like bands maybe like do you listen to that you're like damn i kind of want to do something like that or do you got anybody specifically that inspires you or stands out to you yeah certainly from the non-metal metal is pretty much mainly what I listen to specifically melodic death metal but mm-hmm. I do also really enjoy Enya I love Enya's music oh you um, and my mom would get along yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like Baroque and Renaissance era music as well and some of that influence does actually make it into Crepuscle uh, playing um, but yeah um, mostly mostly metal i mean i'm not against other styles you know i'm not like an elitist in any way <laughs> i just really like metal so i i do mostly just listen to that but if uh in terms of creating anything else i would love to have an uh, an acoustic project someday where i just write and release acoustic tracks that's that cool. are probably gonna sound like crepuscle music just <laughs> without distortion the the crepuscle unplugged album yeah <laughs> that'd actually be pretty cool which we actually actually now that you mentioned that we did record Draconian Winter in its entirety acoustic version. Oh, shit. With acoustic arrangements. Um, back in 2015 or 2016 is when we finalized that, the recording process. Mm-hmm. However, uh, it hasn't seen the light of day because it became way too ambitious. And we recorded that with uh, our friend who recorded our first album. And he had us record hundreds of tracks, which is way more than I think a, an actual acoustic album needs. But... It kind of became his vision uh, at some point, and his computer just couldn't handle it. So he's, at this point, now that technology has progressed, he's buying some pretty beefy beefy stuff and uh, is planning on revisiting it. And maybe we'll release it um, at the 10-year anniversary, which will be uh, 2024. Nice. Uh, so, don't hold me to that. but <laughs> So I had, <laughs> the, I had the My Computer Can't Handle This. Uh, <laughs> the blues, the, the My Can't it was just the my computer can't handle this during the the pandemic because we always had people here i would do like some interviews remote but that would be like one person on remote and my camera and there wouldn't be anything happening really other than that but then once everybody went remote i had the my computer cannot handle this moment we also went through a bunch of different services before we found video ninja for remote but 
the Video Ninja was even more taxing on computer systems, so I definitely had to. First time in a long time, I built a fucking gaming computer, and I don't play video games. It's just the 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 demands of audio production or video production or video games are almost the same demands on a computer. Minus, of course, if it's just music, you don't the video card. You don't really need to worry about that so much. But yeah, it's it's you know you you do eventually. You're like, oh man, I'm out of computer. I just ran out of computer now. I can't do any more because I don't have enough computer, and that's always sad. Yeah, definitely. There's there's definitely a limit. Uh, it is sad when and frustrating when that limit is reached. Um, our friend did try mixing it um, as best as he could, and he was having to bounce. The, he was having to listen to things by having to bounce them, like to wave files or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Because he, but yeah, eventually, just his computer couldn't handle it. So it's it's been on on hold until further notice. As far as like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, for a while too, computer components were like, uh oh, like expensive, expensive. Like I'm lucky I built like right at the beginning of the pandemic before things got real bad. But for a while, like, you know, a processor there should be two hundred dollars with six hundred, a video card there should be five hundred with fifteen hundred, like that kind of stuff because of the, the the supply chain problems and just, you know, I mean, you can't produce that much shit in your factory if everybody can't go to the factory because they all might fucking die, <laughs> or not, they're not all gonna die. But you know, some of them are. Some of them are gonna get sick and shit, and like you can't, you know, even even places we think of, you know, this stuff is produced outside of the United States. Those are still human beings, and nobody's gonna send somebody into a, a work environment where they're like confident that some of those people are gonna get very sick or die. You know, we have weird views about other countries and the way they treat people, but nobody does that. People just don't do that. It's only only Amer only American billionaires do that. <laughs> yeah. Um. As far as like uh how you guys like distribute your music like uh do you guys mostly like use the internet like do you still like to put out the physical copies um what's what's been your best way of distribution i guess i think the internet has been amazing for any small band trying mm -hmm. to get their music out there uh so our, our music is on all the streaming platforms on youtube um I, i'm still old school so i still like the physical format um creator destructor helped us release our music on vinyl. So we had two vinyl variants as well as CDs. That's awesome. Um, which has been great to see the huge artwork. Yeah. Um, but the internet has been amazing. And uh, I'm, I love Spotify and I love that that's an option. And I love seeing where people are listening to us. So it's open, open the gates. You know, it's great that there's no gatekeepers keeping music from being discovered that's really cool yeah. i mean the, the flip side of that is that now your your competition has increased because there's other people that aren't being get, get, kept but the it's good in the end because you can build community around what you're doing which is actually like people don't really get it like it you know when you look at like content creation and podcasting it's different than music in that the output is different but in like the modern way that people consume content the marketing and the way that you kind of get fans is a lot the same and it's much more important like when you're still small to start building community around what you're doing and without the gatekeepers in the way you can build community your community's 20 people now your community's 35 people now your community's 140 people now your community's a thousand people and it just keeps growing and growing and growing and people tell their friends and before the only way to really do that was to play show after show after show after show after show after show yeah. and that's fucking grueling <laughs> Fucking grueling. 
yeah, what what you said is true. It's a little bit of a double-edged sword, but I think I would ha- I would rather have it this way for sure. Um because it gives us the opportunity to get out there. And um yeah, there's this community component. Uh it's a little exhausting. Clearly, you have a fan <laughs> that wore your shirt to a show in another country. Yeah. Like that would have never happened like in the days like just even just 15 20 years ago before pe- before people were, you know, primarily distributing digitally. It wasn't that long ago that people were still buying CDs and that the club owners were the gatekeepers and the A&R people were the gatekeepers. And now like the there's still gatekeepers, right? Because like like all like Facebook's the gatekeeper now because they there's some fucking computer program decides whether or not the people that follow your page see your post, but you can find ways to bust through that and you can like what we've done is like found other ways to engage with people. Um, and you know it's hard, but once you get people off of something like Facebook, that's sticky. They're with you if they're like checking your band camp every couple weeks to see things or if they're like checking your website or I see that y'all post like a newsletter, a blog or whatever. And if people are following that, that you've like kind of gotten, you've got, you've cut out the middleman there. I don't see a lot of bands posting blog stuff, by the way, fucking smart on you. Yeah. Smart on you for doing that because you know, you're not going to get the same numbers as on social media, but those are like the, tr- those are like the, the fucking real ones that are reading your blog all the time. Yeah. We want to be as accessible as possible on, <clears throat> on every, every medium. And yeah, and we try to, engage as much as we can and we're very accessible on our personal pages as well we have a a, a an amazing hardcore fan in japan who has not only bought everything that we have from merch perspective but he has bought the guitars that we play holy shit he has a our logo tattooed on his arm wow yeah yeah he's he's hardcore and we we love him and hopefully we can play a gig for him in japan someday Dude, chat was like, "Can you freestyle right now?" Hey, man, um, Jacob Sally, I would encourage you to go onto my TikTok, our TikTok at Echoplex Media. If you like freestyle, check out Doc's Black's freestyle. Oh yeah, um, this is a, this, our our dude here is in a metal band. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, maybe maybe yeah, he got flows, got, and I don't know got, about you. Got it. flows that we don't know about. Uh, sadly, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> no sick flows. No. <laughs> you don't want me to flow. Absolutely not. Well, I'm going to go ahead and play another band that submitted their music this uh, up on the 14th, this weekend, on the 14th, at a place called Palomini's Bar and Lounge over in Livermore. Friend of the show, Shark in the Water, is going to be playing, and uh, this is a taste of them. Taste them before they taste you. You took your kid to the beach, cause you're an idiot, you're going home with a Certificate, a shark in my 
That was Shark in the Water with Death, death Certificate, A Shark Ate My Baby. We are here with Alikio from Kerpuzzle. And uh, if you're just tuning in, thank you. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you as well. Be sure to share it with a friend or an enemy or just text a random number and see if it works. Just do it. It'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> so uh, as far as like uh, plans for, for the rest of the year for the band, anything anything like coming up you said you're working on a lot of new material yeah no, nothing concrete mm -hmm. but we do want to play more shows if possible cool. um there's certainly time still left so we do want to play more shows uh even out of the area hopefully mm -hmm. kind of spread the good word of proposal so, this is supposed to be my the host's job but i'll take care of this justin for a beer thank you for rating us with a party of nine oh, we wow. love it when we get goats Hey. You get a goat gift when you raid this channel. Justin is an old friend of mine from the rave days, and it's good to see you streaming and good to see good to see a raid from you. We appreciate it very, very much. Oh yeah. Welcome everybody. Hello, y'all. This is a music show from the Bay Area. And tonight we've got Elikio from a metal band Kerpuzzle. And uh we've been talking about their history and and their future. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, so as far as the artwork, cause I noticed your album artwork is extremely elaborate. Um, did you, did you commission that or, or would you, uh, how'd you go about getting, finding all that? Yeah, we used, uh, we found a guy based out of Germany. Uh, I think I was just looking around on deviantart.com, just trying to find some, some artist that kind of was in the, in the realm of what we were looking for and managed to stumble across this this fella and uh he was very easy to work with very professional um basically just sent him some references and some ideas and he had amazing sketches immediately and we had three three different concepts to choose from and it was a really difficult choice um this was not tip was actually not my first choice but I got outvoted, and I'm glad I did because it turned out amazing. Yeah, it looks real good. Just real quick, thanks for the follows, Jim Raves and Sadon, Sadlon. Thank you for following this channel. Um, if you come here on a different night and you don't like it, um, like whatever, it's a crazy place. <laughs> yeah, we've got a little bit of something for everybody. Every not night really, of, but yes. Well, <laughs> hey, maybe not. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, Man. So just real quick, uh, Justin's a friend of mine like from way back in the rave days. His brother Eric was a... Uh, roommate here for a short time while he was looking for a job uh, eric was up on stream djing with me till like 4 4 a.m one night we got like white girl wasted and shit it was awesome and I, i've known justin for a beer for a long time um i think he does game streaming and he also does um some kind of events uh related to like uh he, like works in the craft brew industry and does some events around that stuff so everybody check out justin for a beers channel please if any of our regulars here can uh, shout out justin for a beers channel my hands are in like the wrong place to try to type any real commands onto the keyboard <laughs> typing is like weird at this angle so if i can get any regulars to give a shout out to justin i appreciate that very much thanks a lot justin i'm going to go ahead and play another Capuzzle song here now you said that you had some like renaissance influences and like that sort of chord progression style uh, i got i got a lapsing eternity over here queued up you want to go ahead and tell people about this one a little bit yeah this one starts off a little bit slow uh the tempo builds up as Probably by now you can tell I love tempo changes, so yeah. definitely going to be having some of that. And then um, there's a neoclassical section, uh, definitely, definitely influenced by the Baroque sound. Um, so I hope you enjoy. Sweet. 
This is Elapsing Eternity. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Elapsing Eternity by our guests here, Kerpussle. Risto, what's up, Risto? Risto's given out 125 gift subs on this channel, so Risto's like a fucking VIP. Damn. Also one of our first subs. Thanks thanks for hanging out, Risto. Hope you and your battle poodle are doing real well. Man, that's a lot of subs. That's a dude from Finland who has a poodle, and he's like, if the Russians invade my poodle, we'll fuck them up. Terve. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's another fringe benefit of this show. It helps expand your reach. We've got listeners in Finland, Japan, uh, day Australia. drunk Australian yeah, women. Yeah, day drunk Australia. That's our team right there. Middle-aged day drunk Australian women. Hold it down in the chat. 
Oh man, I guess it's not day drunk. There, it's like tomorrow. It's like they're cooking dinner right now. They're like, I'm gonna cook dinner and then I'm gonna come swear in your chat. It's happy hour drunk, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you? Because you were talking a little bit. We were talking a little bit about your a friend or a fan. I guess you'd probably call them a friend because it's about building community. And are you finding that as you're as you do more online to promote your band that you're finding more kind of friends or people interested in your music in different parts of the world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's people that discover us from, for example, yeah, Japan or, uh, Canada or that just reach out and, um, start following us on our personal pages too. That's so awesome. definitely the line between fan and friend is very much blurred. No, I'm okay. Thank you very much blurred and it's uh I, I like i like keeping it that way because i'm also a fan of a bunch of bands and i like being trying to be friends with them so i want to keep that going also i'd say like i've been to like quite a few metal shows and the vibe like the community vibe because you know a lot like from the outside looking in a lot of people like will be like oh they're all wearing black boo. you know like they all get all like worried but dude like some of the communities i had a buddy who was who was a dubstep dj and he was the lead singer of a metal band that's and not so, uncommon actually yeah and uh and like so i would go to a lot of shows with him and dude like just the community there is really warm it's 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 pretty fucking cool i don't also, know real quick uh thanks draconis black flame for following the channel fucking <laughs> yeah. there's no place like the now space <laughs> Yeah, what you pointed out, I think, is one of the things that I love about this metal community is that it's very welcoming, very mm. diverse, and there's a family component to it, uh, for sure. Of, of course, whenever we see familiar faces at, at gigs, it it's always amazing. But then whenever I go to a show as a fan or an attendee, um, always run into somebody. So even if I go alone, I'm not alone at the show. That's I mean, that's cool. the point of like community or a scene or whatever. There's bad, there's like downsides of it too. Like, um, you know, people like inevitably in any scene, like people that everybody likes are going to have conflict with one another. And it's like, it's important also as like a band, especially to like fuck, stay the, stay the fuck out of that to the extent that you can, like, unless it's like your brother or something, you stay the fuck out of that. But like, it's, it's more, more, more benefits than harms. I think up until a certain point. Like if you're if you if you uh, if you have ten thousand twenty thousand people showing up at your show or for in my case showing up to watch one of my shows, then that community aspect and everybody wants to be your friend part of it is probably actually a, a very tough thing to navigate, right? Because you don't have time for everybody, and then people get their feelings hurt and shit. But like that's I guess that for me that would be a good problem to have. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Well. I'll let you know when I get to that point. <laughs> um, until then, I mean, you yeah. won't though. You once you get to that point, you'll be too good to come on my show. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I like to make it a point to give everybody my time of day um, if they reach out. So we've had people reach out who said uh, they love, like the lyrics meant something to them, mm -hmm. or they love songs or something and i always I mean, make good sure on them for being able to understand your lyrics i suppose yeah <laughs> well they're on our website if anyone's wondering <laughs> um but for example today i got a lot of love after the uh, announcement that i'm playing angle now and i make sure to respond to everybody uh, yeah, that's great you know, everybody gets my time of day that's really yeah, can you want to give a shout out to the the angle real quick yeah um uh, angle amps based out of germany uh esp guitars as well some of the best uh instruments in the world and we get to play them <laughs> of 
We're going to do a little shout out, by the way. I'll do a little shout out, too. Please we, do. We don't do this enough on the air. Um, this show would never sound the way that it did if we weren't running Linux. Uh, just real quick, uh, the KX Studio Project, they build a toolkit that you can slap on top of any, like, Ubuntu version of Linux. Ubuntu is a very popular version of Linux, and it includes all kinds of DSP and audio routing that you can't get anywhere else. Um, and just real quick there, the, if you're listening via the audio only, and I did check and there's a few of you doing that, there's an application called, but, and it literally stands for broadcast using this thing. So shout out to anybody who's still listening audio only to the show. Um, we would not have been able to put this together and I would have eventually probably given up if I didn't have this amazing toolkit available to me from the beginning. So, uh, and I guess shout out to pioneer for making good DJ controllers, whatever. Actually, if you uh, are interested in starting your own and you kind of like what we do here you've still got all the gear and stuff that we use on the website too right uh, the wiki uh, even better you oh have, yeah you have bang wiki in the chat and you can just go look at the studio we have a wiki um you can find out a bunch of things if you like if there's you you, you can't put a space between the bang and the wiki um but if you have a if you're like they're talking about something and then it's not on the wiki, you can email us to complain. And then like <laughs> one of the people that watches the show who has signed up for the wiki will go ahead and put that on our wiki. That's the point of it. It's like a updated database of what the fuck's going on around here that I don't have to actually fucking maintain myself. <laughs> also, that runs on Linux, by the way. That runs on an Ubuntu server using wiki.js. Shout out to DigitalOcean. They've been a, a sponsor of the show for about six years now. Um, you can go to our website on the support page. If you know what DigitalOcean is, you can get a hundred dollar free credit. And then if you keep your account long enough, they kick us down twenty five bucks. And you keep your account even longer, they kick us down a hundred bucks. So fuck yeah, keep your accounts, people. Don't don't lose your passwords. Get a password. Manager. Oh, you got a password manager too. We're not sponsored by those people. Those people are normal, so they're not going to sponsor this <laughs> fucking shit here. Um, what other kind of gear are you into? I know you have the sponsored gear, but like, what 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 other kind of like stuff do you really like? Like it. I mean, there's big brands like Focusrite, Pioneer, and Marshall, and all that. But are, is there any obscure gear that you use that you you think like more people should know about? Or if I was to give you ten grand right now, what would you go out and buy? <laughs> I'm a very simple guy. I would probably just buy more ESP guitars, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, yeah, so I've ESP guitars uh, now. Angle amps. I don't really use a ton of pedals, uh, guitar pedals, and my setup for recording is really minimal. Just an interface what kind of interface you got i have a really old uh tascam interface that i got probably in 2010 something like that uh still Ooh, these still interfaces kicking. here are going on 10 years old too shout out to focus right yeah still yeah. kicking right um so yeah not nothing too crazy i'm very simple dude when it comes to gear that's yeah. that's, that's i'm the exact opposite way <laughs> well i'm the, like the thing is for us like most of the things that other people would consider like gear is software here I couldn't imagine having to have, like imagine for for like what I'm doing here. Imagine having to purchase gates for five microphones, like how, and they have to be good, and then you have to have them all set the same. Like no, that's fucking five thousand dollars, right? Way too much. I just see a good question here, asking about metal amps. Um, basically, I think most most folks nowadays nowadays will use the the distortion from from the head uh, mm -hmm. for example uh let's say angle and then maybe boost it with the overdrive in the front to get it uh, the low end a little bit tighter not entirely necessary more of a stylistic choice but i think that's how a lot of the guys are doing it or some guys have gone completely digital and yeah. use um 
digital amps only and use a unit like an XFX is very popular and put that straight into the PA. So okay. completely eliminating amps yeah. from the equation or some hybrid. They'll connect uh, one of those units into uh, a guitar cab with a power amp. Um, so there's a lot of options out there, but I think most guys are using distortion from, from the head. I see. Do you have like a preference or, or do you just kind of go with like what you're comfortable with? Uh, at this point, with this setup that I have right now, I really like going just straight into the amp. And um, I haven't really even used my overdrive, which is what I was using before. Mm -hmm. It The head just sounds amazing as it is, but there's still a little more experimentation to be done. And cool. We'll see how, how it goes. Yeah. So like what's your typical like day consist of? Like do you usually just kind of like even just play on your guitar on your own? Like like what what uh what's your overall process? Because you said you like to compose most of the music. Like what's your general process when you're when you're in that zone, when you're in that mode? Yeah, it's a very solitary process. Um, right now what I'm using is a digital amp unit called uh, the Quad Cortex. And that also doubles as an interface, uh, audio interface. So I'll plug my guitar into there, have my headphones in there, and then I can hear my computer through there as well. I'll blend it together and I usually have that going. And if I'm rehearsing, for a gig like I am right now, I'll just go through the set through my headphones and play along to it. But if I'm composing, then I'll have Guitar Pro software open and just kind of compose uh, as I go along. But it's all, yeah, I, I live in an apartment, so I try to keep it as <laughs> uh, courteous as possible and just play with headphones if I can. We definitely know how that goes. <laughs> It's uh, <clears throat> there's just amazing gear out there. I remember when we were doing sound, there were a lot of people didn't like this piece of gear. Uh, it was called the drive rack. But the thing I liked about the drive rack <clears throat> is like you could just immediately change all the settings in real time. So if there was like some fucking DJ that I know that was like, hey, you know what I like is red lines on the mixer. Well, as they switched over, I would walk over and press a button to switch them over because he liked um a lot of red li red lines and i was like actually the next guy's a professional and you switch it over and then it's not squashing their sound you're getting more bass out of it it's much better you <clears throat> oh a little tiny picture of a drive rack yeah i was gonna try to put it on the browser oh that's just... not that's not that's a dbx one maybe that wouldn't oh. be the one but anyway oh. um it's it's <clears throat> gear is really weird and really personal and people like different kinds of gear for like very different reasons and it's like interesting to talk to people about gear Especially like hearing you talk about it because you're certainly not uh, like opposed to using computers in what you're doing. And so like, I didn't even, what's the guitar? What was the name of the thing that you use on the, on the like software again? Oh, Guitar Pro. Guitar Pro? Yeah. I, I swear I've heard somebody talk about that again, but or before, but I just like spaced it out. Yeah. It's a great tool to use. It makes it really easy to compose. And also for when, it, when a song is done, you can send it to the other guys and they, they just learn the songs. So it makes it way easier instead of having to sit there and teach them the, a song or um, trying to hash it out in a rehearsal space. It mm -hmm. makes it easier for that process. Well, it, like, especially as people get older and like, you know, people like have families or they like, you know, they're like, oh, you know, I thought I was going to do music for a living, but it turns out that I'm actually doing this. So I have to like budget my time for the music. And then, yeah, their time budgeting doesn't always have to line up with when you can budget your time. Mind you, you can't really do the thing and do it well without budgeting some time together. But it, it changes a lot of stuff. Now the time that you have together, you're getting tight. You're getting you're getting the songs tight. The person, they're not learning the song. They know the song, but they don't know how the drummer plays the song. 
So now you're spending your time like kind of honing the way that you sound together versus just figuring out what the hell the song sounds like in the first place. And, you know, other people do it different. You know, there's uh, bands that we're friends with that we really like that they're primarily jam bands. And that's a whole different, a whole different scene and a whole different way of doing it. But it's just like really cool that the technology has sort of enabled people who may have honestly fallen off because of their other obligations to be able to kind of stay on the same page with the people in the band via, you know, like guitar pro or, you know, even just sending people, well, here's what the drummer's doing. And, you know, like this wasn't possible again, this wasn't possible before. So I just wonder how many like musical geniuses the world lost because that person like, well, I got to go be an accountant, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do both I can't rock now you, anymore. <laughs> now you can be an accountant and be in a metal band. Yeah. I work at a in a financial institution. I see, so. like, oh, what? No, I, I wasn't trying to. I wasn't trying to call you out. No, no, but you're totally right. Um, Dude, yeah. in doing this show though, we've met like so many different like dudes and bands. Like, one's a paralegal, one's like a processor, like, 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 like not for nothing. Nay Hall's like moving her way up inside of, I believe it's Facebook or Google or whatever. Oh wow! I mean, I I wouldn't necessarily work at those places, but that's not my decision for her life. Mm -hmm. You know, we've uh, um, oh, God, who else? Who else have we met that was just like? find out what they do for a living i think i swear to you somebody who came in here and they were like a physicist or something I think <laughs> who it, was. it was like not a, like a, uh, like our homie or whatever maybe it wasn't I mean, it was a biologist or it was like something that you wouldn't have expected yeah and yeah i think like technology is enabling a lot of that stuff because those things are full-time jobs and you have time for a hobby but a band is a little more than a hobby i'd say so Maybe before it was. It's a commitment. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a bit of a commitment. It's like it's like being married to people that are never. Oh shit! Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be careful here. Well, okay. So I'm trying to kind of like show our audience because we've gotten to hear a whole bunch of different kinds of sound. Now you would mention that this one, Lunar Lullaby, is an acoustic track. Yeah, that is correct. All right, I'm going to go ahead and play for the people an acoustic track. So we're getting the full spectrum of Kerpuscle, and if you like what you're hearing. Go to their website, which is kerpuzzleofficial.com, and uh, stay tuned. We will be right back. Puzzle, local love. That's for if you're like Randall Pink and you can fall asleep in a minute. That's a perfect lullaby. I don't know if you remember <laughs> Randall Pink. Like, fuck, we go sit on the couch and just fucking out. Yeah, somebody in the chat's like, clearly this guy doesn't have kids. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't either. So. 
So we're saying if you were going to make a big investment, like during the song, you were saying you would buy like orchestral software or like access to orchestral samples or whatever. Yeah. So we already have some orchestral software, but if we were to buy or if we had more funds, yeah, why not get a bunch of other software and just kind of. How does that play out live? Do you just leave it out of the, the, the track? Oh, that's a great question. We actually have to use backing. Well, we, we don't have to, but we decide. Sometimes you do. We I use mean. backing tracks. We have a keyboard player, but he can't play everything, of course. So he'll play well, the they're, more. They're, they're, the, the keyboard player probably isn't providing like the orchestral stuff. The keyboard player is providing licks and riffs. Yeah, so like piano parts and bell sections. And, so, and sometimes he'll play along to the backing track. So he'll do the strings and we'll have choirs, backtracked, stuff like that. But I love, I love, those, yeah. I love those digital choirs, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like ah, but like metal, like not like metal music, oh. but like a metal, like like a grating metal sound with the choir. Yeah, that is like if you listen to it by itself, you would think it sounds like shit because but because it's there with the choir. Man, well, okay. So I do got to ask. I know we're about to be winding up the show. If you're still tuned in live, keep tuning in live. But uh, so you guys have been together over a decade. What's maybe like your secret for like? I mean, because because this guy's gets... hella, this guy's hell of like in charge and cracks the whip. He's not shell or anything. <laughs> That's my secret. That's I'm my the secret. boss. They, they, they actually can't leave because I'll go Scientology on their ass and harass their neighbors. I'm sorry, but I mean, like, but I, I mean, I'd say like I've been in plenty of bands, and the the more members, I feel like the more almost chaotic it is to keep things together. That's why, like, most of the bands I've been in have not been more than four people. So, I mean, you guys got a five piece. Hey, you're in like a, like a three person band right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I'm working on that. Uh, but, uh, but I mean like how, like, what would you say is like one of your guys is like keys to successfully, you know, making it this Not far. killing each other. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the, and that's a great question. I think the, the biggest thing has been respect. There's always been respect. Um, there's a culture of respect, maturity, there's been times where we've had to have serious conversations, but it's never, no one's ever been insulted. It's always been about just making sure the job gets done. So I I've made a habit of insulting one of my co-hosts for a while. <laughs> but that's, you know, like I don't, the band hasn't stayed together around here. Let me tell you, the cast of characters. Yeah, that's cool. Like, um, I know a lot of people, like I, like most of my friends, it's so strange. Like I'm a DJ, before this I was a DJ and I was producing electronic music and now I'm like a podcaster and streamer and like most of my friends maybe not my oldest friends but the people that I meet like around are always people from bands it's just always people in bands that are like kind of the new or the like the not the people I've known for 20 years part of my circle and it's so 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 different to like hear your story versus like people I know in bands because they'll have a few drinks and they'll be like oh my god this one bassist <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like there's the one, there's the one dude with a reputation or something. Yeah, thankfully nothing like that. We're all really chill. We, we all just like doing what we do. Um, it, even though I'm the main composer, everybody shares the vision. There's, there's no ego in this band, really. We That's all just cool. get you together to. You can't yeah. do five people without somebody kind of being the 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 person who has the say. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We struggled with this as an organization. Chip, you were here when we tried to run everything by committee. Yeah. Uh, do you remember when we, <laughs> as soon as we stopped trying to run everything by committee, like we started to have good products? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we started to, like, we started to gain listenership and we started to, like, 
stop having meetings at La Pizzeria where 12 people were all trying to tell <laughs> tell everybody else there what they thought we should do with the project. And like, you can't, like, that's a waste of fucking time. It was a, it was, it was a fun idea at the time, but yeah, it was, a, it, it, it it was, was very counterproductive. A waste of fucking time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't mean you don't listen to anybody or whatever, but it does mean that like, like, like you're saying you're the main dude, but you have to, like, if you've kept the, the rest of your band, that means that you don't like talk down to them. If if you think that they're wrong, you probably just tell them that they're wrong, and then everybody just moves the fuck on. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. There's um, there's never really been a moment where any I don't think we anyone's felt disrespected. At least I hope not. And in fact, I try to get the guys to their opinion. Like, hey, what do you guys think about this? Or try mm-hmm. to get them involved so it doesn't feel like I'm the only one doing anything. Um. Or at least so you that- should you should beg them to help with the web work stuff. <laughs> I just feel like I feel like I'm, I'm I feel like I'm starting to like feel like I'm starting to be like well if next month instead of just barely scraping by on the money I make here what if I make enough money for two people to scrape by would I be able to tell the second one what to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did have a question from the chat and I wanted to ask yeah. for their sake because we appreciate our chat. Checking I mean, us most, out and most interact. Of you, most, most of you. Yeah, we appreciate most, most of you, fuckers. Uh, uh, but he's asking, do you think the material that alters the mind, like alcohol or drugs, is vital or detrimental to the creative process in music? That's a great question. Um, I would say for for me, it's detrimental. Mm-hmm. I like to drink beer and I like to have you know a few, but when it comes to music, I separate the two. Huh. Um, huh. I I can't play guitar after more than a few beers or and i get really frustrated yeah if You're frustrated I, with yourself basically. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Your, your body's not your body's not doing what you expect it to do. exactly and uh, in terms of creativity it doesn't help in any way if anything yeah there's been times where i've had a couple of beers at rehearsal or maybe at a gig we'll have i'll have one before and one during the show mm-hmm. but certainly nothing much yeah, you more keep out. it within your limits i mean like yeah, yeah for you like a show maybe a beer is like a prop or whatever it gives you something to grab between the songs or yeah 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 absolutely like, what about yeah, I, yeah like I, i've come at it differently like um when i was writing music which i actually wasn't very good at um except i wrote one really good song but like whatever um <clears throat> me and uh whoever was writing with me at the time we would just get obliterated stone and it was like easier for us to like put ideas out and, and and whatnot. But the flip side of that is if I went to go through and like, okay, there's like 27 tracks here. Like, do we need 20? No, we don't need 27 <laughs> tracks. We don't need 15 different bongo samples, right? So, but then I would go back through sober and kind of take a look at what was going on in, in the track. And I think that, you know, that worked, that will work for us insofar as we would finish a song, worked for us insofar as it like worked. No. Um, but like doing what I'm doing here too, I like, I will get frustrated with myself like later at night. If I'm like, if I'm DJing, it's fine, whatever. That's, that's different. Like you could DJ drunk, right? You just have to, you just have to be a little more careful and you're not, you know, it's not like, um, when you're playing a guitar where you're hitting every lick or whatever you're DJing, you're thinking ahead five tracks, you're trying to figure out what's going on. You're trying to like build a mood with the, with music that other people have done. You're mixing it together in interesting ways. When I'm not doing that, if I'm if I'm up late and I'm having fun and like there's you know I don't know sometimes late at night there's a few hundred people in the chat here and but then I'm drunk I like get frustrated with my brain because I'm like we're watching something it's interesting the chat's engaged and I'm like 
I'm not really as, as present as I need to be for like all the other things that are going on. So I've like really like at the beginning of the pandemic, dude, I was getting fucking wasted <laughs> on stream and I've really tamped that down. Sometimes like you don't even know on stream if this even has any alcohol in it. Right. I'll just go, I'll just go pour in a, a fake cocktail sometimes late at night because it's just not, it's not good if you're trying to do something like on the spot to be like intoxicated. If you have to be doing the whole thing the whole time. DJing's different again. You can be like, oh, I'm a, oh, I'm a little drunk. I need a glass of water. Where's a six minute song? You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you can't do that if you're playing the fucking guitar and singing now, can you? Yeah. Not not very easily. <laughs> oh man. Well, well, music stands by itself enough though. If you, you got yourself into feeling some kind of way, you could you can probably rely on your band for a few minutes to you know keep the crowd going. I don't know. Yeah. And we we like to play tight and having more than a couple drinks makes that really difficult to do. Um so we take this very seriously on that level. We like our friends having a good time and having beers when we're playing, you know, we want the party atmosphere for mm -hmm. sure. But when it comes to performing, you know, we take that very seriously and separate, separate the two. Um, and yeah, good, good discussion being had here in the chat. Oh yeah. yeah look good, good yeah, we got you. a, we got CT catch up in the chat. New member was cracking. I know that guy. It can uh, be, I mean, for some people, CT catch, right? Like some other people, like they get drunk or they get stoned or whatever. And it plays itself out socially too, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> like, there's always like your friend who gets stoned and doesn't really talk much. We still want to hang out with them that they're your friend, but they mm -hmm. get like really high and they don't have much to say. And like they're in, they're having fun, they're enjoying themselves. But that has to play out in like songwriting too, where like if people get high or they get drunk or whatever, they that part of their their that part of their like consciousness is no longer really there with them anymore because they're like in a different mode. And uh, those people should probably take up DJing as a, as a side hustle. <laughs> you can do that shit fucked up. Well, uh, so I was going to play the self-titled track for the album, uh, but do you got any other recommendations or anything you'd want me to play? That's a great one. It's a fast one. Um, well, we'll see yeah. if we'll see if we get any fucking drama from the chat on the fast one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry, ahead of time. <laughs> this is Heavenly Skies. Stick this in your pipe and smoke it. We'll be right back.
damn heavenly skies the self-titled track off of their album heavenly skies dude that was killer so Risto in the chat from Finland was like, this makes my Nordic heartbeat. Yeah, there's a, the style of metal that that was closer to. It's like, um, like, what is it? Like, it's with, the, with the mugs where it's like, do, 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 do. Oh, folk metal. Folk, folk yeah. metal or, um, um, uh, I think it might be folk metal. Uh, that band, uh, Pandemonium that plays that kind of music. Oh, yeah. They talk about like the different size of the mug is you, like if the song's slower, you can have a bigger mug because you can go back and forth. <laughs> I think it's like some kind of Nordic metal or whatever. And that's cool to hear that, uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, well, we're heavily influenced by Nordic bands. So it makes sense here. That... You, know, it's, it's, you know, it's really fun. I, I see you guys on Twitter, but I think you're just like having it repost other things. If I see a person on Twitter with like a, some kind of Nordic image as their, uh, like their profile picture, I assume they're white supremacists. Oh, <laughs> none of that here in case uh, no, to be clarified. I, I, I wasn't we're not too we're never too like the music scene here I, I was actually when we started doing a music show i was actually a little concerned that we might kind of run into some shitty people and whatnot we just haven't like we've we've run we've, we've run into people who have like gotten too drunk on the show or couldn't handle the smoke-a-thon or whatever <laughs> but i was like i was like legitimately concerned we'd like kind of run into some shitty people and we just haven't and that's been fantastic I've been super, I was super impressed with the music community during COVID and, uh, yeah, I've just been impressed with the Bay Area music community overall, getting to know people in, in the community. These are people I never would have met or whatever. And, um, yeah, I was a little concerned cause we were just like bringing strangers over and we've just <laughs> never, ever had any kind of like real problem with any of our guests. And that's been fantastic. Thank goodness. So before we get out of here, I wanted to talk a little bit about stage fright. Have you ever had stage fright? Did you ever... Were you ever super nervous before something you played? That is a great question. I typically don't get much stage fright anymore. I'm usually just, there's maybe a little bit of stress and anxiety going on because you want things to go right. Um, oh, but that stress and anxiety right. like goes up as soon as things start to look like they're not going right. Yeah. And then once you're on stage and the intro track hits, then it all goes away. Um, but actually recently, a couple of weeks ago, I went on stage for a song to do guest vocals for this band called Darkness Everywhere. Our guitarist Cameron is in that band as well. And um, I was really nervous when I got up there. I was shaking. I mean, uh, they're they're putting <laughs> darkness everywhere. They yeah. sound important. <laughs> so it was... Uh, they make night happen all over the universe. It was uh, nerve-wracking. Also, I'm not hiding did behind a well, guitar. Though? I did, actually. I, I oh, saw good, good. some clips, and it seems like I did well, and then but I remember even getting off stage when I went back to my friends who were holding, uh, or when I was holding my beer, my hand was shaking still because, you know, <laughs> like the, the nerves, yeah, the nerves were still hidden for, for a good, like five minutes after, but for the most part, um, not really nervous anymore. And I think for me, a lot of that comes with trying to be as prepared as possible. But in this case, I man, was singing. You and, you and me are like the same dude. Yeah, man. We're the same dude. In this case, I was singing somebody else's lyrics. So I wanted to do my best and then also in someone else's band so yeah i think there's more nervousness there but when it comes to my own music and my own lyrics um i usually feel pretty confident enough chip when was the last time you were nervous my, when you showed up my first show? big show back after the pandemic like that i was really really nervous mm -hmm. for actually i backed my truck into a fire hydrant at westgate mall and luckily the, the water didn't shoot up 
There's still a hole in my back bumper because I was just all nerves. The fire hydrants are built better these days. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like a cartoon anymore. They've managed to make decartoonize the fire hydrants. But, uh, yeah, that was probably my most recent. I, I still like, like before gigs, I, Cause I'm a oh wait no I went with you with the, the last gig I went with you you were a little you were a little bzzz, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't say nothing I didn't say no, nothing because I wasn't gonna fuck with you about I'm just it. I'm just I'm always kind of nerves before the show and like you said like once that once that first track goes then it's great but I mean just recently I had a gig where I had an empty dance floor most of the night not like to no fault of like what I was playing but it was just kind of a dead night for the bar right. but still like while you're up there time go you you've been in this position oh time God. just goes slower and every single negative thought is running through your head so is it me <laughs> that's that's so funny because i was gonna say almost the same thing the last time i was actually nervous before playing something because of how big it was was the first time i played bike party oh wow um because i had ridden it before and i'd seen the other djs and i was like ah you know they're the, you know no no shade to the people they just weren't like they, they hadn't, you know, they were new Bedroom. or they were wedding DJs who wanted to kind of while out at bike party. And I was like, this is going to be fine. This is going to be fine. And then we show up and then Brandon's like, we're going to get arrested. And we're like, <laughs> we're not going to get arrested. Brandon's like, we're setting up on the Monopoly board in front of the Children's Discovery Museum to play for an illegal party. We're going to get arrested. And I was like, we're not going to get arrested. But then the bike starts showing up. And I was like, hey, you want to play first? <laughs> He's like, I'm worried we're going to get arrested. And I'm like, I'm terrified because there's like 5,000 people here. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll play first because my fear is irrational. <laughs> and, fucking, and fucking 30 seconds into the first song, some little girl comes up and hugs my leg while I'm playing. And I'm Aww. like, this is going to be fine. This is fantastic. But yeah, what you were saying about like when you're playing an empty room, I get anxiety then. Yeah. yeah. It, I don't generally get anxiety, but an empty room, I'm just like, I don't, it doesn't, I don't think, oh, are the people not here because I'm here? I think I haven't done my job. Yeah. I haven't done anything to encourage people to come here, which is a different feeling than I've driven people away. Um, That's a, just wanted to comment, comment on that. Um, Our last gig, uh, we ended up going on just after midnight. Mm -hmm. So it was, uh, unfortunately, some of our friends couldn't stay that late and they had to leave. And when we were setting up, um, it, the venue was empty, so we thought we were going to play only to our fans from Oregon, which, you know, we would still play the same, but mm -hmm. it's not the, you don't get that re reaction, the same energy oh, as yeah. you do. That, in, that energy is reciprocal, like yeah, 100%. Exactly, and what it turns out, people were just outside, like, getting Smoking a little weed. fresh air. So you're getting a little fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing what you do outside of the venue. Yeah, when they came back, and it was certainly fewer people than the band before us played to but still we had a good crowd and everybody who was there enjoyed it um but i will say that was a very stressful setup because for that reason it yeah. looked like nobody was there and because it was super late and we were just trying to get on as quickly as possible um we have a stand for our banner that that was the first time we tried using it and in the commotion we ended up breaking it as <laughs> as we're trying to set up so it was a total spinal tap moment well, first of all we brought it on stage and we had put the banner on it um to kind of try to streamline it however when we put it on the stage we didn't realize the banner was back backwards oh, so no. we had that's, to that's great though. Two, super spinal tap moment turn it around and then i'd have left it backwards I'd have been like <laughs> act like you know well if we had done that 
maybe we wouldn't have broken the stand. <laughs> but we turn it around, try to hastily um, raise it, and in doing so, we broke it. So that was stressor. And then our backing track setup, that was our first show with our new setup, and I dropped the headphone amp, and then it wasn't turning on. So stressor number two. Turns out the battery just got loose, so able to fix that. But then when we were setting up, the door guy, who was not very happy with the show going on late, and I get it, but he was saying we were probably only going to play 10 minutes. And it's like, dude, what are you talking about? We've waited here six or seven hours, and you're telling us... Wait, you show, you show up at the beginning. Oh. I'm yeah, we showed I'm, up. I'm an asshole. Right. We showed up from the beginning, um, set up our merch, and we were there the whole time, and you're going to tell us we're going to play like two songs? Like, yeah, and these no. people flew in from Oregon? Like, no, that that's not happening. Yeah. So thankfully, we were able to straighten that out, and we played our full set, but yeah, the, uh, there was uh, certainly some a lot a significant amount of stress and anxiety during that. Accent. Yeah, that's that's so interesting that all three of us ended up in the same place. We're not. I'm not nervous. Like, okay, I, the, I was more nervous at bike party, but I played the white party in like 1999. Oh, like everybody dresses like in no, all... no, it's a different. It's a circuit party. I don't know if you know what circuit oh. parties are. Um, I don't think so. Well, I played a circuit party. There were like 5,000 5, gay dudes on GHB there. <laughs> and they were playing this sort of like kind of high energy music all night. And I went up and I played like disco music. And I was so nervous. And then I was no longer nervous because the, the, the muscle dudes on GHB can't move very much. <laughs> but they, they, were, they were rocking out. And then I had to chase the promoter down to pay me, which really pissed me off. <laughs> and my boyfriend at the time was like can't you just bill him and i'm like no i don't think so no nope. <laughs> i think there's this is not a billable moment nathan before <laughs> the days of venmo <laughs> yeah there's no way to send this guy a bill so i found him i was like hey do you want to pay me and he's like oh aren't you gonna stick around i'm like no actually i'm not a hard drug user can i get paid <laughs> but yeah that was the like, the two times i was nervous was the first time i played the white party and the uh, bike party for different reasons kind of one was like there's just big overhyped event and the other one was this like community thing where i just i just felt like i just felt like this was like a a place where i had judged other djs on their skills and that like i better throw it down you know nice well hey uh we are about to be wrapping the show up but do you want to give your shows uh your upcoming show in oakland one more plug so uh, people can come out to oakland check it out yeah playing an elbow room in oakland uh, with Grave Shadow and Vintercy on July 19th. It's a Tuesday. Cake starts at 8. We're the first band. We're playing uh, almost every song from our latest album, Heavenly Skies. And it's going to be a good time. Come out and party. Hell yeah. The Elbow yeah. Room's a cool place, too. They they, they like do a variety of music there. I've seen funk bands there. I've DJed there. I've seen metal. I've seen punk. The Elbow Room's a cool place. Great venue. Cool sound. Cool vibes. When I played last time, I, last time I played, the sound was in, in in a bad way, but maybe maybe oh. maybe they fixed it. Yeah, <laughs> went there recently and it sounded pretty good. Fuck yeah! <laughs> well, if you like what you've heard tonight, definitely check their website out at crepusleofficial.com. Uh, follow them on socials. Check them out on on SoundCloud. Oh, wait, SoundCloud, Spotify. What are what are all the things? I what don't even know on? all the things anymore. No, yo, no, dude. Go to my website. The links to all of my things are there. Yes, go to echoplexmedia.com. Fuck all the other websites. 
that's that's you know what there's a and i know chip you're trying to read the show out and i know that i'm going to be mad at myself tomorrow for this because then i'm gonna have to like down downgrade the mp3 quality to put up a fucking podcast that the podcasters will i'll do but like when somebody doesn't have a website it's just a different scenario you know it's like i know some people just can't do it or won't do it or don't have the, the the resources to do it or whatever but when when people have a website that looks pretty good i just like view their project in a completely different way maybe you're not getting a lot of traffic to your website or whatever but when you send someone somewhere they're like oh i'm a twitter user they scroll down to the bottom of your website oh i'm going to follow them on twitter I'm an Instagram user. So you put all that stuff on your website and you just send people one place. And not only do you send them that place, it's not like Linktree, where it's just this weird collection of links. You got images. It looks how you want it to look. You're putting whatever you want up front and center on the thing. And your website looks great. Uh, are you uh, Squarespace? Yes, yeah, Squarespace. Yeah, yeah. When people's <laughs> website looks great and they're not like a web developer, it's always Squarespace. Word to the wise. It's organized. It's man your website is just great i had i i tried to do my homework before an interview and like i was just i was like my roommate was walking by i was like dude you need to see this like, yeah, it, website, was, it looks great it's man. really good man and thank you guys uh, mission shout, accomplished <laughs> uh, shout, shout out to squarespace like a lot of people talk Definitely. shit on that stuff, but the fucking the site looks great the the price is reasonable you can invite other people to like add to your blog or whatever shout out to squarespace they like enable a lot of people Definitely. Great resource. Everybody check it out. Well, uh, yeah, so if you're tuning in live, stay tuned because we got more for you during red light. And if you're listening to the podcast, thank you. Share the stream. Uh, you know, it's a labor of local love. Oh, when the podcast is over, if you like the music, go to eplex.xyz and you can check out the uh, the library here. We got Carpuzzle up in the library. We got Sweet Haya. We got more Carpuzzle. Uh, we got Shark in the Water, Phil Johnson and the Roadside Attraction. If you've heard anything you like on this show, except for the unreleased Ruffy stuff, you can just pop it into that request thing and it'll play for you within 10 minutes. And the songs that play between that and the thing you requested, you're probably going to like it. If you don't like those songs, well, that's fucking too bad for you because those people took the time to send me their music and I'm not deleting it because you don't like it. <laughs> well, next Tuesday, we've got a recorded interview with Matt from... Periscope, sorry, brain fart there, uh, because we will be switching. Only the most played artist on this channel. Yeah, because we will be switching studios to our new location. That's not why. But that's part of things. Well, no, it's just because Matt's not available on Tuesday. Anyway, I'm like undermining the host of my own show. Well, fuck. It wouldn't be a metal show if I didn't play Oh Banana. Oh my so, God. <laughs> this, is, metal, motherfucker. this is one of my favorite songs in our library. This is Oh Banana by Food Metal. Stay tuned for Red Light. Daily Sun.
If you like what we're doing at Echoplex and aren't into Twitch, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Echoplex. For $5, you can get every show from beginning to end sent to you as an MP3. Even the stuff we bleep out because it's too spicy for Twitch. Echoplex would not be where we are today if it wasn't for the community support we receive. Find out all the ways you can support the show at echoplexmedia.com slash support.